0: Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, live on BBS Radio, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners with one-on-one coaching and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation and learn from one-on-one coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests, how to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. If you wish to be coached now, get in the queue by dialing 888-627-6008. Each business owner is selected on a first-come, first-served basis. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach and certified financial educator, Shirlene Reeves.
1: Good evening, everyone. I'm so glad that you're with us tonight, and I'm really looking forward to sharing what we are going to be talking about because, you know, we focus on business. And one of the biggest challenges that I've found is getting sponsors, getting sponsors for this radio show, getting sponsors for my book launch that's coming up. There's so many opportunities that we can share with sponsors. And we have a sponsor expert on the show tonight. Now, one of the things that I'm gonna ask her and that everybody asks me when I ask them to sponsor is, what are your numbers? I think the hardest thing even with my TV show, WMAX TV, I can never really get the real numbers. They said, oh yeah, 4.3 million people watch your show. But I never could get on each show what the numbers were. And it would have been really nice to know that because if you knew what the numbers were, then you'd know wh- how, when and where you gather more people. Because some people like specific topics and maybe your clients like specific topics as well. But how do you know that if we don't know if they're listening or if they're watching the TV show? And it's kind of interesting being a host on a radio show because I know you're out there, but I don't get to see you. So we, unless you call in, I really don't have any concept of how many people are listening unless we have the numbers for the show. And of course, that means that we have to get it on more and more stations. Now we're currently on 56 stations across the nation, which is pretty nice. And now the sponsors are stepping in. But for those of you who don't have those kind of numbers and maybe aren't a show host, you might wanna know from our guest tonight exactly how to make that work for you. Now, I saw her speaking on stage at the Evolutionary Business Council, and that's a membership that many of the top business people have, and we work together to lift the community as a whole. And she did a wonderful, wonderful speech and told us how to make this work for us. And she's been in the business of transforming lives and raising dreams for more than 20 years. 5 years that's a long time so you know she knows her stuff and she would get this she was a former correctional officer yep she worked in jails and you know i was trained to be a probation officer so i know what she's talking about when she says she worked in jails but i wasn't as good as her in that respect because the first time they called me up at 2:30 in the morning i quit the job but it, she went through it. <laughs> and she also did corporate dispute resolution, and she's an expert now who travels the word teaching the principles of collaboration, partnership, and sponsorship. And her clients are having tremendous success securing their own partners and sponsors as a result of her teachings and programs. Let's welcome onto the show, Charmaine Hammond. Hi, Charmaine. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Oh, you are certainly welcome. I'm sorry. You know, I'm having kind of a rough time tonight because I'm not on my game sometimes that happens but i know you'll help me carry the ball
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be a dynamite duo and you know i had no idea that you had uh had this background in the probation world so isn't that funny we know someone but we don't really know someone (laughs) yes
1: that's right but i wasn't as good as you as soon as they called me and said one of my kids were in jail, and I had to come down. I said, "Not, nah, no. You take your <laughs> files. I'm done."
2: <laughs> Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> it would have saved a lot of stress. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, Charmaine, talk to us about how you got in to learning about sponsorships and how they've worked for you.
2: Well, it's such an interesting question because I know, well, even looking at you, Shirlene, and what you were trained to do, you know, our lives take us on these interesting journeys. And I started mm-hmm. out um, in jails as a correctional officer. And then when I moved across the country to um, to follow Chris, the man that I loved and wanted to marry, the place we moved had no jail. So I had to actually get a new job. I had to get a new career. <laughs> Talk about uh-huh. Out of something but I think it was probably the best thing that happened and, and um, I started running a nonprofit organization for abused women and children and that's where I started learning about sponsorship so that's you know many many years ago and my job was getting sponsors and donors and funders, for that nonprofit, and then fast forward a few years later, I took a job um, where I was on the other side of the sponsorship table. My job was to give money away, and I had a purse of 2.5 million dollars that mm. um, I distributed to um, organizations and nonprofit groups and projects. And um, it was honestly, Charlene, the most stressful thing I've ever done in my entire life. I didn't even last two years. I got my first gray hair working there. And, (laughs) but, you know, the blessing of it all was, I learned the other side of the table, which really Mm -hmm. helps me now. Many, many years later when my first book came out, I was really intrigued when you were talking about, you've got a book coming out, because you're right. It's a great um, opportunity for sponsorship. And that's when I started building sponsorship into my business. It all started with my first book. I took everything that I learned from, you know, the, the nonprofit side of, of the world and everything I learned from being a sponsor and my 20 years in business and made sponsorship part of our revenue model in my business and that's how I launched my first book with other people's
1: support and other businesses' money. And, and now you're a best-selling author which is awesome and you have five
3: books you know, <laughs> and you're
1: featured you. in six others. That's really amazing. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because I really love your energy and I love how you interact with other people. So let's start with um, for our listeners. Would you mind defining sponsorship? I did a little bit of that myself in the beginning of the show. But why don't you share with them what your perspective is?
2: Great. I think of sponsorship. Um, Rebecca and I, she's my business partner at Raise a Dream, and we describe sponsorship as a marketing relationship. So, it's not a handout. Sponsorship is not a, um, it's not a grant. It's not a loan. It's not an investment. It's not an angel funder. It's a marketing relationship. And so, companies, whether they're big national companies, um, like the box stores that we shop at and big national chains, It could also be the small local business where you shop for groceries or buy your coffee. And in those businesses, they all have a line item in their budget called marketing. And that's where sponsorship falls under. It's not philanthropy. It's actually part of a business's marketing strategy. So a company could choose to um, do a direct mail campaign in the old days. Remember the old days of the yellow pages?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> they
2: yep. could do a yellow page ad. You know, Now they can do Facebook ads. They can do swag. And they can also look at investing in sponsorship. And businesses small and large are really learning that there is tremendous value for them to look at sponsorship as part of their marketing because the return
1: on investment for them can be so, so incredible. Mm. So I've got to ask you, when you were sitting on both sides of the table, you said it was really hard to give the money away. Why? Why is it hard? (laughs) Well, I thought it would be easy until I had the first
2: group that we provided funds to who didn't live up to their end of the bargain. Mm. And oh my gosh, it was an awful conversation. And I thought, Oh, I don't like being in that position. And it was stressful because I was making decisions on where that money would go. Um, And there was pressure that if I made a decision for the funds to support a certain project and the project didn't deliver or they didn't follow through, or if it didn't produce the return on investment that we had identified was important to us, that was a lot of weight for me to carry. So the Mm. learning was great, but, um, and it's like that. I have a lot of colleagues and of course we deal with a lot of sponsors for our own business and for our students' businesses. And, um, you know, they sponsors often look at when they provide sponsorship to a project, many of them have told us they're looking for double or triple their return on investment. Now what that means, oh. they're saying if you know, if we sponsored ten thousand dollars for a project, we're looking to gain say twenty to thirty thousand dollars back of a return on investment. Just like if you did a yellow page ad in the old days or you did a direct mail campaign, you're looking to get more than just Um, recovery back Mm -hmm. and so what becomes so important in sponsorship and probably one of the best tips I can offer is that um, people looking for sponsorship really want to make sure that they build a relationship with the business that they're interested in as a sponsor and learn what kind of uh, return on investment matters to that company that's really really important
1: Now, do you find that out with the conversation with the business owner or what they expect and what, I mean, I'd almost be afraid to ask a sponsor for fear I couldn't deliver. Ah, uh, great question. So let let's break that down because there's a couple of really great points
2: in there. The first thing that we do when we when we look at sponsorship is is we have to figure out you know what the value is that we have. So Shirley, and I'm going to use you for a minute. You have an incredibly, insanely popular show with mm-hmm. so many listeners. That's a huge asset. I also know that you have you have had a magazine. You've also you know you you um, you were um, uh, you know you've mentored people so you have and now, now you've got a book coming out so you have mm-hmm. all these incredible assets that are important to sponsors just like everyone listening has assets and they will look different from person to person you know people might be thinking well I don't have a show and I don't have a book but what you have is an audience you might have customers you might have clients or a social media following or sales. Uh, And so you look at what you have of value, first of all, and get really familiar with that. And then the second thing we want to do is figure out who would be some sponsors that we think would have an interest in our audience, in Mm -hmm. our project. And then when we get to that conversation, as you put it, what's going to help that conversation work and you to be more confident, comfortable is to actually research the sponsor. So before I actually go on a call with a potential sponsor, I've spent between 30 minutes and two hours researching that sponsor. Right. And, and you know why I do that is, it's because I will have points of interest that I can talk to that sponsor about. I'll understand their brand, what matters to them even their languaging. You know, I'm going to give an example because it's just such a great example. There's a, a coffee shop and I, I think it's just on the West Coast and it could just be in Canada. It's called Waves Coffee, W-A-V-E-S. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were uh, researching them. We used uh, them as a case example in one of our classes. And when you go on Waves Coffee's website, everywhere on the website, every page has some form of the word connection. So connected, connectedness, Uh connecting, connections. (laughs) And Mm. so what we drew from that is connection is really important. So I knew that going into the call. And I'd also seen the website. I followed their social media. I got an idea of the types of audiences they serve and some of the projects they'd supported in the past. And when I was able to, you know, start getting ready for that phone call, I felt like I knew the brand and that I had questions that I could ask them. Because the conversation
1: starts with it being all about them, not about us or our project. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the same thing that I talk about when we do sales. Right. is yes. looking at what their needs are rather than our own exactly exactly mm-hmm. and you know and what happens is there's this tendency
2: we're so excited about our project our book our launch that we just want to ask a couple of questions and then dive right in let me tell you about my project and yeah love it when you hold back on that urge a little bit to just Find out about them. One of the sponsors we interviewed for a book we're working on said something really uh, profound and meaningful. She said, you know, Charmaine, at the end of our work day, we go home just like you and your students. We go home to a family and maybe to kids or pets. We go home to hobbies maybe paperwork, you know, we have routines and things in our life just like you and so when people looking for sponsorship remember that we're people and they show a genuine interest in learning about us and learning about our company, you stand out from
1: every other person who phoned Mm. them that day and just asked for money. Wow, and that's what people do, they just phone them and ask for money? Yeah. You know, we've interviewed
2: so many sponsors and, and I've said, you know, what does your day often feel like? And a lot of people told us, and by people, I mean sponsors, they said, we get between 20 and 42 phone calls and voicemails a day. And the majority of them are people that are, um, I'm calling about a project I'm doing. I'm calling about an event that we think you'd be a great sponsor for. So there's some kind of a pitch. And she said, wow, when we get a voicemail that sounds different, when someone's really curious to learn more about us and to simply have a conversation, those are the voicemails um, the sponsor said that we want to return. And, And when I was on that side of the table, I felt like that often, too, because every day I open my mail, there's unsolicited proposals that we didn't ask for. There's pitch letters, there's you know, promo packages, there's phone calls and voicemails, and every day people were asking for something from us, and some of them were incredibly transformative projects that would have helped so many people, but the approach they used was just all wrong. It was sort of like they were asking to marry me before they got to know me.
1: Oh, wow. So, when you, okay, I have to back you up for a minute. (laughs) All right, back me up, Shirley. (laughs) Uh, You've given us a lot of really good meat to chew on. But I know the listeners are thinking, yeah, but how do we even get started? Mm -hmm. Now, I like your idea about doing some investigative work. That makes a lot of sense. But then what? So say, uh, uh, who's a good example? Um, Let's go back to your coffee shop. So if you are... You want to have a, a, a coffee shop do a sponsorship. How would you start? What would be step number two? Okay,
2: so you've identified them, which is, like you said, step number one. You've, mm-hmm. you've discovered that maybe they would have some synergies with you. They would be interested in your audience. Step number two is to always start local. Now, there's a tendency for a lot of us to want to pick up the phone and call the national office or the head office. And the thing is, is that the Olympics are calling the head offices. What we want to do is we want to stay as close to home as possible and build Mm -hmm. relationships in our community. So I would actually do one of two things. I would actually either go down to the coffee shop and introduce myself and um, ask the staff there are a couple of questions about Waves Coffee and what they do and and who their audience is and then I would probably ask for who I might speak to in the marketing department I probably wouldn't even use the word sponsorship at that time because when people hear sponsorship they think oh she's asking for money that's what she wants mm-hmm. so I'm interested in building the relationship locally the other thing that I would mm-hmm. do is as if, if I didn't go down to the coffee shop, I would phone the local wave. So you always want to start close to home. Now, the neat thing is about starting close to home is that you can even start closer to home than that. And all mm-hmm. of my first 40 sponsors, Shirlene were all people that I knew and did business with. So 40 sponsors for my book launch and none of them were cold calls. All of them were people that I knew did business with and People that I went to networking groups with and they became Mm -hmm. my first 40 sponsors from my clothing being sponsored to my hairstyles and jewelry, printing, swag bag, event space, and the list goes on. So the Mm -hmm. real first step is always start with people you know first, the people that Mm -hmm. you know relationships with and do businesses with so the next level up from that was I looked at who I did business with my bank my insurance company the grocery store that I shopped at and my hairstylist those were all the businesses that I started with and that's Mm -hmm. a really important first step when you were asking you know how do we how do we get started It's identifying, you know, what what you need in terms of sponsorship or where there's an opportunity to build collaboration because that's what sponsorship is. Build it into your business or your project and then identify those businesses you'd love to have a relationship with. Start making the
1: relationships and then start to get ready for the conversations. Mm. So if, if I had a restaurant I wanted to just show up to sponsor, I would first ask who the marketing person is, right? Yeah, and often in a small mom-and-pop shop, it's probably Mm -hmm.
2: the owner. So in many cases, in a local small business, you're probably dealing with the owner. So I would Mm. in a small business say, um, could I speak with the owner or the person responsible for marketing? Because sometimes it's the same person and Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's not. In a bigger company like a Lululemon or a Starbucks or a bank or an insurance company, they probably have people that actually do sponsorship in the marketing department. So you could ask for that person. Now, here's where LinkedIn becomes important because one of the things people always say is, well, how do you find the right person to speak to? You know, it usually doesn't say it on someone's website. If you're looking for sponsorship, call me. (laughs) No, you have to really work at it. So LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is such a great tool. What I do is I just go into LinkedIn and there's a little search bar in LinkedIn and I type in a company's name that I'm interested in. So let's say I was looking at Staples. I would say Staples Sponsorship or Staples Marketing or Staples Community Investment. These are titles of people that work in the area of sponsorship. And what it'll do is it'll bring up people who have those terms in their bios. And that's how I connect with a lot of people
1: that are in the Mm. business
2: sponsorship.
1: Interesting. So, I could just do that with the radio and look it up and find out who to talk to, huh? Absolutely. And here's the cool thing, Mm -hmm. Sherlene. You know what it's
2: like when you phone up a company and you don't have the name of the person to speak to. You, it's sort of that phone call where you say, "Hi, I'm looking to speak to the person in charge of marketing or in charge of sponsorship," and then you go through that that crazy uh, automated system. Press one, press two. (laughs) Yes. And you never I know. get need to go. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: And then a, a phone call comes in and you just say, oh, God, I can't do this right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We
2: never go back to it. The cool uh-huh. thing is if you know the person's name because of searching them on LinkedIn and you know a possible contact at that company is bob smith for example then you Mm -hmm. can phone up the company instead of saying i'm looking for the person in marketing or sponsorship you can say hi may i speak with bob smith please and they say certainly and they put you right through to bob smith so just that difference of asking for a generic you know a title versus Mm -hmm. asking for a specific person will probably shortcut about six months of frustration and
1: time off off schedule for you Mm, Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. That really helps us a lot. So that's our step number two. And then when we get them on the phone, how do we initiate that happy conversation that I want to know all about you? Lots of open ended
2: questions. So these Mm -hmm. are questions that start with who, what, where, when, why and how. So we're, we're showing pure curiosity. I'm really interested in learning more about Waves Coffee. Can you tell me more about your company? What matters to you? You're asking questions that help you understand what audiences they want to get in front of, what projects they're working on, the way in which they work in collaboration or sponsorship. I always use those two terms. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of markets they're trying to reach and you're asking these open-ended questions to really find out about the company because sponsorship is a marketing relationship which means if a sponsor comes on board for you they're helping you in your project but you're also helping them achieve some of the challenges um, solutions to the challenges that they have. So what you're doing is you're really listening to the answers that that person is giving you so that you can start to see if there's some intersection points, some some synergies between your big project or your big dream and mm-hmm. what's important to them.
1: Mm, Wow, and I hope all of you have your pens and paper out because Charmaine's giving us so much great information and she's actually taking us step by step in learning how to do this, which is really, really awesome. You don't often hear this kind of advice anywhere, I've noticed, and that's why I wanted to have Charmaine on the phone, so or on the show, I should say. Now, I know that you did um, a speaking tour called Million Acts of Kindness. Could you tell us a bit about that? Oh, I love talking about that. Oh, it was probably one of the highlights
2: of my life, besides getting married, that is, of my husband's listing. The Million Acts of Kindness tour, based on a couple of books that I have about my dog, Toby, um, I really wanted to go on a speaking and book tour that was grounded in making the world a better place simply through kindness. So we created this big vision that I had. Just like many of you listening, you've got this big dream that's tugging at your heart. That was my big dream. And uh, so we went into planning mode. It took us about nine months to plan. And what resulted from this big dream that I had was my husband, my dog, and I, and one of my team members traveling across North America, 14,000 kilometers, which is 10,000 miles across Mm -hmm. North America, And it's over a six-week period in a a sponsored 32-foot motor home uh, that was fully wrapped. It had all the, you know, all the information about the tour all wrapped all over the vehicle. And we had media at all the stops. We were able to participate in a number of different kindness activities. We did presentations at schools, community organizations, and businesses and really spread this message about kindness in the community and in the workplace. And we had about 60 sponsors and business partners that came on to support us with this tour. Including
1: the motorhome. How awesome is that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And was that somebody you knew before that um, gave you the motorhome?
2: I am so glad you asked that because this is going to be a juicy tip for all of you. I discovered that uh, I had no idea how to get a motorhome sponsored. (laughs) So Uh, so I thought, you know, I've never been in a motorhome, to be really honest, before we started planning the tour. And then I thought to myself, you know, I could phone all the motorhome companies in our community, but maybe what I need to do is actually find a way to go and hang out where motorhome businesses hang out. And there just happened to be a convention in my community, a big trade show, a travel trade show, where all of the motorhome companies in my area were there. And we went to the trade show, spent a day and a half there, and started to build relationships. And we very quickly knew the companies we did not want to partner with. Mm -hmm. And then we got to one. And I want to share this story because this is how the magic can happen. And we were almost through the whole trade show. And I was actually feeling a little deflated because I was feeling really sold to. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is what sponsors must feel like if we're just constantly pitching and selling them. And I'm so glad that's not how we do this. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: so we got to this almost the last booth. And there was a very pleasant gentleman there who came up and introduced himself to my business partner, and myself, and asked us a lot of questions. Why are you looking at motorhomes? Where are you thinking of traveling? What kind of things do you want in a motorhome? And then he eventually said, what do you, what did two, what did two young women, I was with Julie, um, <laughs> what do two young women um, want with a motorhome? And I told him about this Million Acts of Kindness tour. And he said, well, let me introduce myself. He says, I'm Captain Kirk. And he had a name badge on it that said Captain Kirk. And I just thought, oh, I like him already. And oh my he God. went to Shirley and it was amazing because he said, you know, our company, Fraser Way RV, is really wanting to promote our services more to families and couples and individuals who want to travel with their pets. And I wonder if your tour would help us promote to people with pets. And what about if I just connect you with the marketing person? We were on the call. That was
1: a Saturday. On Monday morning, we were on the call with the marketing That's amazing. That's amazing. And it was just an event, right? It was Uh, just just an an event. event. Just an event. So go where the sponsors hang out. (laughs) Yes, that's a great tip. And so you had that RV for how many days? Six weeks. Six weeks. And (laughs) what was... What, what did they expect in return? Well, I love that question because this
2: is where that ROI, sort of where we started earlier comes uh, back in. So what was important to that company was the opportunity for promotion, first of all, within their company. So they have a number of locations across Canada and we made it part of our tour route to actually stop into those locations and do a presentation for their staff and engage their staff in what this company was sponsoring. And that was really important to them. That's called that's a called employee engagement. Some of the mm. other things that were important to them were being exposed in the pet industry. And so one of our other key sponsors was Petland Canada. And so we had a number of events that were specifically sponsored by Fraser Way RV and Petland Canada. Some of the other things that were important to this company was exposure in the travel industry in areas that they weren't currently in. So one of our other sponsors was a magazine called Canadian Traveler Magazine, and they actually provided the motorhome company with advertisement space in their magazines. And they also posted all the blogs that I did on the tour that were of course including photos and videos from the the rv um they were actually putting those on their website and they also this this was kind of cool they were really interested in us documenting our journey as two people who have never traveled in an rv that we could take the perspective of the newbie traveler with a dog and we did oh wow yeah and so we were able to provide them with content
1: Mm so many different facets you were able to bring in and I want to get back to that in just a minute we're going to take a short break and then we're going to talk about those different facets when we come back. See you in just a moment.
4: in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style. And how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional but still very warm and nurturing.
4: I invested in Shirlene's uh, compelled to sell sales training program and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class, because I wanted to sort of upload my my sales skills. And thank you, Charlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients and your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income, go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com.
1: We are talking to the wonderful Charmaine Hammond about sponsorships and how to get them. And, you know, even in networking, we see all these tables with all these sponsors. Have you ever noticed that? And Mm -hmm. I used to think, how in the heck do they get all those people? So Charmaine, tell us, what's the time frame we should take into consideration when we start looking for sponsors?
2: we really want to take in the time to build that relationship one of the biggest complaints that sponsors say is that people looking for sponsorship and support leave it far too late so an example is oh i've got an event in six weeks i'm going to start making calls now and that's really tough for sponsors because unless you're dealing with the business owner themselves they have levels within the company now the bigger the brand the bigger the business Mm -hmm. the longer the sponsorship cycle so if you're looking at a national company they say that they generally work nine months to a year out so you you know the bigger the company the longer you need to build that relationship and get into their budget cycle and do all the the steps that that company requires and that's why we say start close to home start local start with people you know because they can activate their sponsorship much quicker. And the other reason is is that if you have a bunch of local sponsors it shows a bigger company that there's not as much risk to partner with you, to collaborate with you and I'll give you an example of that. When we were in negotiations with with um, a vehicle manufacturer a very well known one we had about 30 sponsors at the time and we had a graphic with all of the sponsor logos just on this one JPEG graphic and that was in a bit of a a one pager that we sent them just about who is Charmaine Hammond and what is the Millie Dax Kindness tour. And it wasn't a proposal. It wasn't a pitch. It was basically just he, who here's who I am and some contact information. And then we had this little JPEG and what was really interesting. Oh, and we had that in a video that I had created. What was really interesting is the first words that came out of that sponsor's mouth was something to the effect of, wow, you guys have really knocked it out of the park with all of these sponsors, this is incredible. And so they didn't feel like they had to be the first one. Now, some of those sponsors were my hairstylist and my eye doctor and the local gas station. They weren't, you know, a, a Staples Canada, they were small local businesses, but that didn't matter to the sponsor. What mattered is that they saw that we understood how collaboration, partnership and sponsorship works. Mm-hmm. and that they weren't going to be the only one and and so that's when we t- when we talk about how much time we need um the smaller the company and the closer to home they are or you know we know the person
1: it's a much faster process mm-hmm. okay okay that's awesome all right that helps us out a lot so we need to give ourselves some time and then okay. how did you how did you work it out so that you could get the magazine to publish the information about the motorhome, how did that all come about? Well, this is
2: the funny story. Um, We, and I share this story because sometimes we just can't see the forest for the trees. And this was, this was that moment. My cousin actually is the publisher of this, mm. mag- this magazine. <laughs> We've known each okay. other a really long time. We're family. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and we, I was talking to her one day, and I had never, ever, honestly, Charlene thought of them as being a sponsor because I think of Jennifer as my cousin. I don't think of her as the magazine. And mm-hmm. we got talking, and Jennifer phoned me, and she said, Charmaine, your mom just told me you're doing this Million Acts, the kindest thing. And she said you know, I have a travel, she says, I published several travel magazines. And I said, yeah, I know. And I still wasn't cluing in where she was going. And she said, we need to talk about collaborating. And I sort of hit my, you know, I'm doing the da da duh. duh, duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never mm-hmm. thought of Julie, or uh, sorry, I never thought of Jennifer and the company as being a sponsor. So the lesson in that is sometimes your best sponsors are so close to home, we can't see them because we don't look at the relationship that way. So in the conversations with Jennifer and her team at Canadian Traveler Magazine, they asked me um, what they could do to help and where they their role in the tour would be meaningful. And we had said we were really looking to land our motorhome sponsor, and she said, do you think if we provided them with full-page article space and ad space and digital space um, on the web, that would help turn your partners into a yes? And I said, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So, they provided that marketing to help us secure other sponsors.
1: Wow, that's awesome. That's really awesome. So, that shows we've got to look really close to home. <laughs> really close to home, exactly. Yes, <laughs> you can barely get out the door. <laughs> so true. So let's play a little game here. Um, if I wanted to get sponsors for the radio show, which I would definitely love to do, walk me through the steps that I would need to do in order to make that happen.
2: Perfect. So great example. The first step is going to be to identify all your metrics, which you talked about earlier in the show, you know, the number of listeners and your social media reach and the connections you have. So, for mm-hmm. example, you belong, you know, you, um, Evolutionary Business Council, their combined reach it's yes. just mind-blowing. I mean, it's 144 million. All these members together, their global reach impacts 144 million people, uh, which is huge. So you just have that put together and so that you mm-hmm. know what your metrics and reach are. The second step is to start thinking about what businesses or brands or products would be really a good fit for your audience. So mm-hmm. tell me real quick, Shirlene, who, who is your, I know you have such a wide audience of listeners. Um, give
1: me an, a, a quick example of how you would describe your audience or some of the target audience members. Well, we, we talk about business, finance, and sales. And so almost everybody is in business in some way or wants to be in business. You never know really, like I said earlier, who's listening. And so, and they're all probably in the middle age range because usually 45 or less, they have jobs, they're, they're employees, they're going back and forth to work. So I, I think that I gravitate more toward those who are between 45 to 65 Mm -hmm. and are Are focusing on their next career or maybe they're in their next career and they're looking for the answers like what we're talking about right now beautiful and that was a great summary by the way and that's
2: what we want to (laughs) do we want to figure out who is that target audience because the next step is we want to look at given that target audience that you identified Shirlene who would want to get in front of them so Mm -hmm. you know and the fact that your audience is not sitting in a room as you're on a stage speaking they are all around the world listening um through you know through through radio so one of the things you can look at is companies that have multiple locations or online platforms so some things that came to mind right away um, and i have seen these types of sponsors sponsor other types of shows or podcasts or TV programs that have a, uh, that have a target audience similar to what you've described. So companies may be in the insurance world mm-hmm. okay. So a, a large insurance provider who wants to get in front of people who are going into their next career or are business owners or entrepreneurs because business owners entrepreneurs and people who have homes and, and um, assets, you know, need insurance. Um, The legal profession is also a really interesting one and I have seen Mm. them sponsor shows because people need legal advice for family matters, for business matters, for health matters, for wills and estates. So it's a way for them to promote their their services. Now Mm -hmm. it can also get really cool with platforms that are online types of platforms that your audience might use. So, for example, I was just talking to someone recently who has a um, a podcast and she had uh, a, a technology sponsor. So, it was somebody who, I uh, can't remember which company, but um, a video, like a video cam, a camera and a microphone company come on to sponsor her. Hmm.
1: Okay. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I, and, and also printers a student Mm -hmm. that we know who has a show was able to get a large printer It wasn't Staples but it was a company that had offices all around the world where people could go in their community and they had printing services and that could also be ordered online and we Mm -hmm. saw this at a conference that that I was speaking at recently one of the it was an online conference as well as an in-person conference so they were doing live streaming and one of their big sponsors was Vistaprint yeah that's what I was thinking yeah yeah. (laughs) and they you know one of the things I do I just want to plant the seed for all of you Um, whenever you go to conferences from now on in take a moment to walk around the exhibit booths. I was just speaking at an event on the weekend, Charlene, and we walked around and met all the sponsors at the booth and my business partner Rebecca already has calls with. that was on Friday and she's been on calls with two of them yesterday and today that's how fast that happens when you go where your sponsors are so the other platforms that I think would be really neat for your show is also in the health world Mm -hmm. So your sponsors don't just need to be um, involved in business because your audience is quite diverse. It might be a company who wants to get in front of a large audience and they have a
1: health product or a wellness Mm -hmm. product. Yeah, or they could even be a plastic surgeon. (laughs) (laughs) but that would be more local right wouldn't that be more local that would be more local it could also be
2: yeah it could be um, the other thing I've seen is um, people will approach their bank or a bank who has sort of a chain of banks not just a a local credit union but um, banking industry Mm -hmm. another sponsor that we saw recently was a a platform that this was really interesting. It was a company that does um, where you can order gifts and cards. And so if you want to send somebody a gift, you don't have to go down to the store. It's online. These beautiful, these shop online, buy the little gift and whether it's like a hot pie, you get a, actually a hot pie delivered. That is so cool. Wow. Or, yeah, or jewelry. It's just an online platform where you buy really cool. Thank you gifts for people. And Mm -hmm. so one of our students is actually in conversations right now with with a company like that um, as a sponsor. So it could be Mm -hmm. something that appeals to a very wide mass of
1: people that they need personally in their life. And so I want to just make a point of what Charmaine's saying to me, because I have such a broad reach. It's going to need to be some kind of company that has many, many locations, not just one location right where i am whereas maybe for my book launch it would be somebody who is local in san diego right did i get that right it, exactly just awesome. perfect perfect summary <laughs> awesome 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 so who would you stay away from
2: ooh that's a good question Stay away from brands that you don't love or that you couldn't endorse. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, really when somebody sponsors you, you're going to be recognizing them. You're going to be talking about them, sharing their story, displaying their logo, um, introducing them to other people. So you've got to make sure you pick the right fit. Stay away from companies that you don't believe in. And and find companies whose values are similar to yours.
1: So it's going to be sort of the same way, like sales, where if you aren't passionate about what you're selling, you don't want to recommend it. Exactly. But yeah, and but if it's somebody that you really love and appreciate, and uh, you know you love working with, or you love their product, then that, that's somebody you could get passionate about because you would tell your family you would tell your neighbors you would tell everybody about it whereas if you didn't feel that way that would not be somebody you'd want to work with is that right you got
2: you got it and this is where the research comes in handy Uh, a quick example was years and years ago when we were planning a different project and we were looking at some sponsors actually in the pet world because my very first book about my dog had come out and um i had identified a number of big sponsors big brands in the pet industry that i thought would be super cool to build collaborations with and maybe sponsorship and thankfully i researched them very very much before my phone call because i i had a schedule a scheduled phone call with one of them that i ended up not getting on a second call with and that was by design because I had done so much research on this company and I thought I don't want to be in a relationship with them. Their products are recalled all the time. They're in mm-hmm. getting bad media all the time. They're always having to defend their company. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be associated with that brand. So mm-hmm. I honored my You know, my commitment to just have the first call, which is about 15 minutes just to because I still wanted to learn a little bit about the company. But after I did my research and some more follow up, I really clearly determined that this was not a company that was a good fit for me. And, you know, based on different values and some bad press that I didn't want to get tied up into. (laughs) yeah I get that
1: I get guilt by association right
2: (laughs) because then you're actually having to defend your sponsor and I didn't want to create that in my business so
1: I just looked for other businesses that were a better fit Mm, excellent advice excellent advice all right so we're going to take a short break once again and we'll be back in just a moment with Charmaine Hammond and I'm going to ask her What steps our listeners could take to get started? We'll be
3: right back.
4: in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing.
4: I invested in Shirlene's compelled to sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experience before. That's why I changed the class, because I wanted to sort of upload our money sales skills. And thank you, Shireen, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income, go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com.
1: Welcome back for the last segment of the show. The hour goes so fast. I think I say that every week. <laughs> We've been talking to Charmaine Hammond about sponsorships. And if you miss the show, I'm so sorry. But we will put it up on BBS Radio slash Ascended Masters at Work. And as I said, we're on 56 stations. So let's ask Charmaine. What immediate steps listeners could take to get started with their sponsorship opportunities?
2: Mm, great question. I think the number one step will be to go over to our website and, and just grab our free ebook because it takes you through the seven steps that you can start on right away. So it's on raiseadream, raiseadream.com. And the big the big step for all of you, and you can do this tonight, is to list three dream sponsors that you'd love to have a relationship with and love to collaborate with and then go and check them out research their websites and social media and follow them on all their social media so that you can start learning about them and building a relationship because just step
1: into action that's the first part wow raiseadream.com go get go there and get your free ebook so that you can get started right away. And I know many of you out there have a project that you are ready to rock and roll with, Mm -hmm. and this will really help you get started. So Charmaine, I wanna thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate all your knowledge and as always, I just appreciate being in your company. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you, Shirlene. And I love your show and
1: I know it's helping lots of people. So thank you so much for inviting me on. You are certainly welcome. And until next week on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we will see you then. Have a great week,
0: everyone. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. Join us again next Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. Pacific time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to get in the queue early to receive your personalized business coaching experience. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at SellingThroughYourHeart.com.